0: Uh, good evening, everyone. I hope you're doing well. Uh, my name's Matt. I'm on the team here, about part of the leadership team. It's great uh, to have you here tonight. Um, we're going to be thinking, as Hattie and Eloise just said, about serving. Uh, serving God um, with the gifts that we've been given and serving God um, through the church uh, because um, that is what we are called uh, to do with the gifts that we've got and also the gifts that he longs to give to us. In a moment, we're going to dive into that passage in Romans 12. Um, but first, a little story. Um, yesterday afternoon, uh, Theo, my son, and I went on a bike ride out to Lee Woods, got our bikes really muddy, and I got home and I said, Theo, please wash the bikes, they're really muddy. He got the hosepipe out and washed them, out, washed them down. It wasn't sort of slave labor, he wanted to do it as well. Anyway, he, um, it reminded me of um, a highlight of my childhood when I was little. And the highlight was this, that uh, sort of one of the highlights of uh, my weekend when I was little, probably one of my earliest memories, was when when my dad came into our house and he said, Matthew, that's what he called me, uh, full name, Matthew, I need your help to wash the car. And I sort of went, yes, I'm going to wash the car. And uh, it it might seem like a strange sort of highlight of my weekend to you, but it was definitely one of those moments where it's like, yes, I'm going to wash the car. So I'd get on my little wellies, my yellow cagoule, and I'd get dressed up, ready to wash the car. And I would sort of swell with pride that I was going outside to wash the car with my dad. And um, it it was... um, It was an interesting experience. I think I remember sort of not being able to reach very high up and I was sort of washing the car with uh, all my might, sort of getting the sponge around and and doing all all the things that I needed to do to wash the car, soapy water. And um, I would try and do my very, very best to wash the car with my dad. And this memory stuck with me for many, many years. I've been reflecting on it recently and it wasn't until about a couple of years ago uh, the friend of mine turned to me and said, Matt, do you know what I did yesterday? I washed my car with my son. And I was like, I remember that moment when I washed the car with my dad. I remember that, that time. And he said, it was a total nightmare. I was like, oh, why? He said... Well, the thing is, he got the sponge out and it had stones in and he started scrubbing the car and scratching the paintwork and then he kicked the bucket over, I had to refill it and then he got more stones in and started scratching the paint. He said it was a total, total nightmare. And I suddenly thought, oh no, what, what did I do when I was five with my dad? What? Suddenly the, it was like the carpet was pulled out from under my feet and that memory that I treasured was sort of shattered. I was thinking hang on a minute my my dad might have been frustrated with me washing the car and a really happy memory suddenly just sort of was shattered and um it was it was interesting because it suddenly dawned on me that i was thinking why on earth did my dad ask for my help to wash his car and suddenly the reason sort of slowly and profoundly came to me is because my dad asked for my help because he simply wanted me to be where he was. He wanted to share the task that he was doing with me. He wanted me to be getting up to what he was doing. And why do I tell you that story? Well, today we're talking about how each of us have gifts have gifts to play our part, whether or not we feel sort of uh, inexperienced or insignificant like my five-year-old self, we have a chance and an opportunity to join in with what God is doing when we're part of a church. We have an opportunity to join in with what he's doing, not just in these four walls, but in the city, in the world, in his kingdom. And over these um, few weeks in October, through these, uh, this birth month that we're celebrating our five-year birthday, we're doing this vision series about uh, different ways that we can join in with what God is doing. We can get up to what he is getting up to. And the purpose of this, as we look back uh, over the last five years, is to essentially think about looking forward forward to the next five years. We don't just want to sort of live in the past and the memories of what God has done in the, in the last five years, but look ahead. If you're just joining St. Nick's and joining Bristol, what do we look forward to in the next five years? And essentially, I think it's this sense of growing in maturity, growing in uh, just, not just knowledge and faith and experience of God, but being equipped and given the gifts to be able to grow in our giftings, not just to serve church on Sundays and throughout the week, but to live in our, in our worlds, in our workplaces, Monday to Saturday, how uh, God is calling us and where God is calling us to live at his hands and his feet. And um, we want to be a, a church that is essentially growing, not just in knowledge, but growing in gifting, so that we grow in maturity, so I want today to base my talk around two points from this passage in Romans chapter 12 it's these two words willingness i want us to grow in willingness and i want us to grow in humility willingness and humility firstly tonight what i want to you to hear is a sense of like a reminder and a reassurance that you each of you have gifts not just um, human gifts that you've nurtured and uh, you've been given, but also grace gifts, spiritual gifts that come from God. And as followers of Jesus, if we consider ourselves followers of Jesus, he is the gift giver. So that we would be willing to say, do you know what God, I want to, use, I want to be filled by your spirit to use the gifts that you long to give to me to serve the church and the world. Secondly, then, not just willingness, but a challenge to think about our character, our character, not just what we do, but how we do it. To think about humility, to think about uh, the character of Christ. So, last week, um, Toby, if you were here, in the the giving talk, talked about uh, the different priorities that we have in our lives. God first, family second, spouse if you're married, and children if you've got children. And then he looked at uh, our careers and our jobs and our calling in the workplace ahead of our ministry. And it's been brilliant chatting to people this week. Um, having been reminded that God has called you into your Monday to Saturday, whether you're a student at uni, whether you're uh, just setting out in work in this, in this city, whether you're still discovering what your workplace is and what your calling and career is, God is interested in where he's placing you and has placed you Monday to Saturday. And that is your frontline ministry Monday to Saturday. But we are also called to serve the church on Sundays and throughout the week. So let's dive into Romans chapter 12, uh, verse, verses 3 to 8. But before we do this, just a little bit of context and background, because I love just to sort of uh, set the scene of where we are in, this, in the middle of this really amazing book in the New Testament. This is St. Paul writing to the church. And uh, Romans is, is considered sort of one of the greatest books, not just in the New Testament, but in the whole Bible. This is St. Paul laying out a sort of a theological understanding of the whole of Christianity. It starts with uh, the, the person of Jesus Christ and the seriousness of sin and the need for salvation and the role of the Spirit that brings our lives uh, to to fruition. And suddenly, after chapters 1 to 11, we get to this chapter 12. This is not just, not just halfway, but just over halfway. And at the beginning of chapter 12, Paul says this word, therefore, which basically means everything that you've heard up to this point now needs a response. You've heard this amazing uh, outline of our beliefs, of who the person of Jesus is, what he came to do, what the role of the Spirit is, and now, therefore, this is how you are to live beginning of chapter 12, says this, in view of God's mercy, therefore, in view of everything that you've heard, this is now how I want you to live. So let's look at this. Serve willingly. In verse 3 of this passage in chapter 12, uh, Paul says, by the grace given to me. And then in verse 6, he says, gifts, uh, God gives gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Paul is reminding us that it's all about grace, an undeserved gift, the grace of God. And the Greek word used for gifts is the word charismata. This is, um, the, the root of that word is charis, where we get the word, the English word grace. So charismata, these words, this word for grace, gifts. Paul wants us to understand that the gifts that God longs to give to us are not our sort of human gifts, but God given, grace-given gifts. Gifts that maybe didn't exist before we were Christians, maybe didn't exist before we were disciples of Christ. And these are gifts given by the power of the Holy Spirit when we invite God into our lives and the power of spirit to work in our lives to bless the church and bless the world. And he mentioned seven gifts here. You may have noticed them. Prophecy, serving, teaching, encouragement, giving, leading and showing mercy. And these essentially divide into two categories. There's sort of three speaking gifts, that's teaching through speaking, encouraging through speaking, prophecy through speaking, that's revealing the heart and the will of God. And then four are serving. Those are um, serving gifts, leading, giving, showing mercy and serving the church. And what I find interesting about those seven gifts is that there's no hierarchy given by Paul. He, didn't, he doesn't say that one is more important than another. He's saying these are all the gifts that are needed to serve the church. All are needed. All are important. None is more. One is not more important than another. These are grace gifts given by God. So serve Willingly. Another encouragement for us in this is to remind, Paul is reminding us that we all have different gifts. We all have different gifts to play. He uses the illustration here um, of a body. Verse 5, it says, So in Christ, though many, and we're many this, this evening, though many, we form one body, and each member belongs to all the others you may uh, be familiar that paul also uses the image the metaphor of a body in other parts of um, his writings essentially it's saying that we it, the body image holds together the unity of the church the diversity and the difference in our members and the variety of the gifts that we have and you know what i think it's easy for us to show up to church and look around and play a bit of the comparison game. I'm not as good a singer as Annie, so I could never be on the worship team. I can't play the drums like who was playing the drums tonight. Dave, I can't play the drums like Dave. I could never play the drums in church. We can easily, can't we look around and think, "I'm not as good as them. I'm not as gifted as them. I could never serve the church. We discount ourselves so often. And perhaps you've done that in church. Perhaps maybe you've served in the church in the past and been hurt because of a lack of encouragement or a lack of investment. And you've thought, do you know what? I'm, just gonna, I'm not going to bother anymore. I'm not going to use my gifts. Well, tonight and today in this sort of five-year vision series, my prayer is that God would pour out his spirit on you and on us again to maybe reignite gifts that you've had in the past, to release new gifts in you, spiritual gifts, grace Given gifts to serve the church. Or maybe you are new to church, you're brand new to St. Nick's and you're wondering, how can I get stuck in? How can I get involved? Well, my prayer tonight is that God would inspire you by his spirit to say, I want you to play a part in this church. I want you to get involved in the life of this church, to use uh, my, my, my gifts and my passions God is calling us tonight to maybe step into a new uh, sort of area of our spiritual lives. So our job is to know that we have a part to play, to know that we have gifts given to us by the grace of God, and to serve willingly. If you'd have told me 20 years ago, when I was a little boy, uh, that I would be standing up in Bristol, aged a little older than I was then, and... uh, and serving the church by being a church pastor and speaking in front of however many people there are tonight and uh, using gifts to serve the church. I said, No way. No, I can't do that. I was terrified of public speaking when I was a teenager, hated doing it. All those sort of school open days and things we had to say, My school is the best school. Hated all that sort of stuff. And I was, always seemed to be asked to do that. <laughs> Probably sounded a bit like that, actually. And um, at, I think over the course of my uh, journey as a Christian, I was asked to do different things where I was stepping out of my comfort zone. Age 15, I was um, invited to go on a mission trip. I'm sure many of you have been on different mission trips. I went to Romania as part of my youth group. I was terrified, had no idea what I was supposed to be doing. And uh, God, I had to sort of rely on the Holy Spirit. I said, God, I can't do this. I can't. I'm not sure what I'm doing here. And I need your help. God, I need your Holy Spirit to help serve your church. A year later, I was giving a talk on a summer camp, and I'm sure many of you have served on sort of Christian youth summer camps. I was asked to do a talk at age 16, absolutely terrified, probably spent the whole week thinking about how bad it was going to be, and I just said, God, I need your help to teach and to speak and to even open my mouth, and I had to rely on the Spirit of God. I was chosen by my youth leader to lead worship, again, probably a bit of a spotty, moody teenager, and... And this youth leader said, I think you could do it. I think you've got the ability. And I think God wants to bless you so that you can bless the church. I was terrified. And then um, later on at university, I was asked by um, the university leader to help run a small group. I'm sure some of you students have been a part of small groups and some of you leading them. And you think, how am I going to do this? Am I qualified enough? Do I know enough for the Bible? Or... And the, the, the uh, student leader just said, you can do it because um, we've, we've chosen you to do it. And God will give you the gifts that he needs to serve the church and whatever your um role is whatever you've been uh, chosen to do or, or feel like your uh, god is calling you to do he will give you the gifts that you need to serve the church what he's asking us to do and to be is to be willing to serve him um I'm going to ask up um, my friend Ruth, who's going to come up, who's going to just um, give a little bit about, um, a little story about her serving the church. Just welcome up Ruth. Ruth's been a part of St Nick's since the beginning. Do you want to grab that little mic, Ruth? Ruth's been a part of St Nick's since the very beginning. And um, Ruth, tell us a little story about how you've served the church, what you've done in your life.
1: Great. All my gifts fall in the serving category, not in the <laughs> speaking category. Um, so I probably about a year and a half ago um, was sat there and from the front they kept saying um, we really need more drivers for the food hub that we run out of this church and I think my main gift is probably feeding um, if that falls into it so people our house is always full of people coming around for food and I think that's such a great way to show hospitality and love and so the food bank seemed like an obvious extension of that but I was thinking oh I drive this rubbish little car, it doesn't really run, it's tiny, it's not going to be useful, um, but actually there was a really good thing in being quite uncomfortable with it and saying I don't I hate driving, I don't want to drive around the centre of Bristol on a Wednesday morning but actually this is where I'm needed and this is where my gift will be useful um, and so started doing that.
0: Great and you and you worked that around your job, tell us about
1: yeah. what you did with <laughs> Originally, I spoke to my boss and I said I need to take two hours out on a Wednesday morning, you know, I'll shuffle things around, I won't take lunch. And after a while I thought, I'm not really turning up for anyone here. I'm kind of rushing around, I rush in, I pack a few bags, say a few hellos and then run back out the door again. And I drop off in um, two different places, so out at St Mungo's, which is a women's shelter, and at Cam's. Um, actually one of the congregation here heard about what we were doing and said, The young people that I work with um, who have eating disorders don't, some of their families can't afford the high calorie snacks that they need. And so um, Katie who runs the food hub said, great, we can support on that. So I do those two drop offs. And actually the whole point of the gift of feeding and hosting is that you chat to people and you learn about them. And I thought, I can't do that if I'm running around. Um, So the solution was to go down to four days a week. And just not work on a wednesday um which is a good idea um and it was just really nice to be able to spend that whole morning actually serving Brilliant. That's i'm not going so, to work so
0: that's so, <laughs> that's so me and what do you what do you love about yeah doing what you do um, in that with the church
1: i mean it's nice that we have a, another community that meet here on a wednesday separate to sunday separate to small group there's a collection of us, come join us if you're free, Um, who just meet up and and we have coffee and we chat and we know about each other's lives. And actually probably people who I wouldn't see on a Sunday because we go to different service or who don't live in the same area. So I think that's really lovely. Um, Yeah, just having a chance to meet with the people who we go and drop bags off with. You can actually stop and have a chat and ask them how they're doing. And quite often we meet with, I guess, the person who's serving another person so it's also nice to support them in that and actually talk to the nurse who sat on reception who's going to give the snack bags out ask them how they're doing as well
0: that's amazing ruth that is incredible thank you so much let's give ruth a little round (laughs) of applause thank you so much amazing to hear those stories so where are we up to we all have gifts we all have a chance uh, to be a member of the body of christ how then are we to serve well we are to serve not just willingly but humbly we are to serve humbly paul in verse three of this passage now paul's pretty pretty direct quite a lot quite often he doesn't mince his words he goes straight to the point he says in verse three do not think of yourself more highly than you ought ouch but rather think of yourself with sober judgment friends we live for god's glory and not our own we live to glorify jesus and not ourselves And we live, as Paul says in verse 1 and 2 of that that, um, chapter, as a living sacrifice, as a living sacrifice. What does that mean? It's essentially being alive and dead at the same time. It's dying to ourselves and our human desires, but in doing so, we become fully alive, living like we were created to be. How um, do we do this? This requires us to consider our character with humility to consider our motives and what's going on inside of our lives. You might say, does this mean I can't seek a promotion at work? No, it doesn't. Does this mean I can't be ambitious to glorify God in my career? No, absolutely not. But what we do is live counter-culturally. Live counterculturally, seeking God's glory, not our own, through what we do. Living the words of the Lord's Prayer that we pray your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Paul in this chapter, about thinking about our gifts that we have, gifts that we've been given by the grace of God, is not just thinking about what we do, but how we do it. Thinking about our character. We need to give attention to both. Spiritual, uh, scripture uh, consistently encourages us, to grow in our gifts and grow in our character so that we reflect Christ's character. You might say that Christ-like character is charismatic. Coming back to that, charism. Christ-like character is charismatic. We need giftedness and godliness. I think if you um, look around the world, the world seems to place such premium and and, uh, special attention onto gifts. Those with the ability to do things get elevated to high statuses. But often, what happens is flaws in character means that they fall. That the world elevates status through gifting, and eventually, character falls, uh, causes people to fall. Flaws in their character. We need to live counterculturally, where we hold both uh, gifts and character with equal weight. So, coming back to my car washing story at the beginning, when I was a little boy. I realized when I spoke to my friend about his bad experience with his, with his son scraping the car, I realized that my dad, when I was little, he didn't, he didn't need my help washing the car. He didn't need me to be there. He could have probably done it on his own, probably way better without me. But my dad wanted me to be there, doing it with him. And I truly believe that in this world and in this city, our Heavenly Father is at work around this city and around this world. Our Heavenly Father is healing the sick. He's bringing sight to the blind. He's bringing release from the captives. And he simply calls us to be where he is, to do the things that he is doing, to spend time with him, helping him wash the car, if you like. God doesn't need our help, but God wants our help because he wants to get to know us better in the context of sharing the work of the kingdom with him and i would also say that the more you are willing and humble to use your gifts to serve the church that we the amazing thing is that we get to know god better as well we get to know his character so that we can reflect his character to the world to the poor to the broken to the marginalized to our fellow students and hallmates and Colleagues and whoever we spend our days with, we can reflect Christ's character in our workplaces. In another passage, in, in that Paul writes in one Corinthians, he says, "Eagerly desire the spiritual gifts." And when we do that, and when we ask God to pour out His Holy Spirit to give us those grace gifts that we don't deserve, when we are humble and willing and expectant, He will give us those gifts. So, friends, let's serve willingly, let's serve humbly. Why? Because the grace of God is poured out through Jesus into our hearts. Why? Because the power of God, which has transformed your mind counterculturally, he longs to work through us in this world. And why? Because he is alive and active in this world. He longs for us to join in with what he's doing. And to share in the task with us, to see His glory revealed, His church built up, and His kingdom advanced. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to respond tonight um, practically. Hattie, you going to join me with this? That'd be great. We're going to respond practically tonight, and um, on your seats. Um, is a little hello card. And the purpose of this is to essentially, Hattie's demonstrating this, it's lovely. We're going to spend a moment, Just, um, I'd like you to find a hello card first of all, and a pen hopefully. And I'm just going to spend, I'm going to lead us in prayer and ask God tonight to help us respond by speaking to us and prompting us, just as Ruth shared that sort of sense of prompting to do something with the time she had, the gifts she had, I'd love us tonight to think about what our part is. What is your part to play in the life of the church? And before we do any practical pen-filling admin stuff, let's just take a moment to pray, shall we? And then we're going to lead through this. So you might like just to close your eyes and just, yeah, just say to God, the, what's, what's on your heart tonight? So why don't we just, where we are, say, Lord God, thank you for this moment. Thank you, God, for bringing me to Bristol. Thank you, God, for my journey to this point. And Lord, thank you that you are the gift giver. God, you are the one that we long to serve willingly and humbly. And so, Father, now we seek you And we seek your Holy Spirit just to prompt us and to remind us. Lord, I pray where we've been discouraged or where we feel insignificant, God, you'd encourage us tonight. Mm -hmm. Where we feel like we have nothing to give, would you remind us that you will give good gifts to your children to serve your church. And so tonight, God, as we consider this, as we think about um, what our part is to play in the life of the church, God, would you speak to us now and and prompt us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.